The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This week on The Want List, more Munchkin merch is coming, DC Comic-Con exclusives, Disney adds a princess, and more. I'm your host, Zach Wolf, and let's jump in to this week's products. So the first thing up this week on The Want List Audio Edition, the 18th episode, is an announcement that came from Steve Jackson Games on June the 13th, the day I am recording this. Uh, it's not, it's kind of a uh, vague announcement, but it is an exciting one. Essentially what, um, Steve Jackson Games has announced is that they are teaming up with Funko to produce more merchandise for Munchkin, which I am ex- incredibly excited about. They say Funko will be producing a whole line of toys, each with a bonus Munchkin card, and first up is a toy of Spike, our Munchkin mascot that came out on their their blog uh a part of the steve jackson games website the daily illuminator they don't really say uh what spike will come in will it be a pomp vinyl uh figure or what will be coming um they do show one of the official munchkin bookmarks of funko that uh, shows spike on there so it looks like a vinyl uh like like a small vinyl character um, which which would be awesome if they just like uh maybe a, a three inch to five inch series of Munchkin characters in a in a vile three D form. I'd be super excited about that. I think that'd be a, a great addition. They're there to give you those kind of uh I don't know an inch tall ones that come in uh, some packs from Steve Jackson Games that you can get that uh that have uh, I think only really Spike and I don't really, I don't remember what the good lady Spike is. She has the um unnatural axe is what she's holding spikes holding the uh chainsaw buddy dis- dismemberment and uh so i would really like i mean i'm really excited about funko teaming up with steve jackson games for more munchkin merch i think only good things can come with this i'm excited to see uh the first product image i know steve jackson games has been saying on twitter today that they were making a big announcement at origins tonight uh, that has not that has not happened yet, but when it does, uh, you can be sure that you'll be able to learn about it over at MajorSpoilers.com. So good things coming from that announcement. Let's move on to some San Diego Comic-Con exclusive statues and figures, both coming from the realm of DC and both actually coming from based off of Batman video games. The first was one that Square Enix the creator of the Batman Origins game announced at E3 earlier this week. That is the Batman Arkham Origins Play Arts Kai Batman Limited Color Version. Uh, this is depicting Batman when in Arkham Origins when he first started his path as a vigilante. Uh, the figure comes in at a height of 10.5 inches, a width of 12.5 due to that giant cape Batman is wearing, and almost 3 inches deep, so it's a fairly large figure. 
Um, send you an exclusive pre-ordered at Square Enix online store will be shipped to you provided your address and will not be available for on-site pickup at San Diego Comic-Con 2014, which is really weird. It's a Comic-Con exclusive that you cannot pick up at the con and actually won't ship out until August 11th. There must have been uh, some really bad delays in their production line to push this Comic-Con exclusive back. Because uh, exclusives were a huge deal at the con. People are running through the convention to get those things. And so this is uh, maybe a safer way to do it, but I'm assuming this is not what Square Enix wanted to do uh, when they announced their, or when they first started putting in production their uh, Batman Arkham Origins figure. This figure will be limited to 500 units in a maximum order quantity is three, which is, I don't know, I still think kind of high for a Comic-Con exclusive. I think that should be, you should be able to get one. Uh, 500 people are going to get it. You do not get to have three. That's just me, though. A uh, lot of good uh, posability out of this. Batman looks really thick. I didn't play Arkham Origins, but Batman looks thicker, uh, muscular-wise, than I have ever seen him. He has not been skipping leg, leg days at all. He has huge thighs. Uh, I mean, muscles <laughs> that are, are I mean, unrealistic, but uh, I mean, so it's kind of a Batman, essentially. Uh, good thing about this this figure, it's, it's good for only $100. I think it's uh, a fairly good price for a Batman figure and for an exclusive. You're going to get some accessories with this, a battering, a grappling gun, two different, uh, uh, three different types of, type of hands you can slap on Batman, which three seems odd because it's not divisible by two evenly. But a lot of good product images over at Square Enix. You can find that link down in the show notes of this episode. And it'll take you right over to the Square Enix page where you can pre-order your very own Batman Arkham Origins uh, figure coming in at about $109.49 after the standard USPS shipping. Uh, so that, I mean, uh, with not shipping before August 11th, you're probably looking, uh, I mean, probably about a week uh, shipping on that. It's going to be looking mid-August before you'll be able to get your hands on this Batman figure, but uh, let's take a look at a figure that actually will, a statue, uh, however, that will be available at Comic-Con at the last weekend of July. It is the Arkham City Harley Quinn statue straight from DC Collectibles. This figure is based off the Arkham City's Harley Quinn uh, design that uh, looks, I mean, again, I haven't, I've never uh, played, or did, I did, I did play Arkham City. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, Harley Quinn is is fantastic in that, and uh, I think anyone, uh, I mean, a fan of Harley Quinn, fan of Batman, fan of the video games, would love to get their hands on this. It's going to measure in at nine and a quarter inches tall. There's going to be a thousand of these pieces you can pick up at the con. Uh, no price mentioned for this statue from DC Collectibles, but I can imagine that uh, we're probably looking in the one hundred to one hundred and fifty dollar price range for this. It's a nice looking statue. Uh, very highly detailed with a nice uh, Batman emblem base plate that she stands on. She kind of looks, um, she gets to have one of the uh, 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 pinup girls kind of style uh, that we've seen DC Collectibles uh, release a few statues like that. Uh, this is a hand-painted cold cast porcelain statue. It's going to come in a four-color box. It's sculpted by Jack Matthews. 
so you're going to be wanting to look at the Diamonds uh, Previews World booth number 2401 on the Comic-Con floor if you are going to want to pick up this Harley Quinn Arkham City statue from DC Collectibles, a 2014 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Is that all the products for this week? That is. We kind of blew through those. Uh, that's not a problem, though, because we kind of have some bigger news to talk about this week. Some interesting news. Two different pieces that uh, intertwine on their theme. So let's go into those right now. I really need a soundboard. Get some sweet music playing as we uh, jump in between segments. So the first one is a little older, but we didn't touch on it last week because I hadn't actually seen the news yet. But originally, uh, in uh, May, I do believe it was, Disney announced that they did not have any plans to create any Princess Leia figures at their Disney store. None of them would be on sale. And this actually came, uh, I don't know, just a few weeks after they announced the the first lineup of characters, or the not the lineup, but the casting announcement for Star Wars Episode uh, 7. No, 6. Nope, 8. What is it? 7. Of course it's 7. Jeez. Uh, they, neg- they grew a lot of criticism because I believe there was uh, maybe one female in the first announcement. They've, uh, uh, I believe, added two since then. And they've also decided... Hey, uh, that was a dumb move on our part, and we are going to create Princess Leia merchandise. It drew a lot of backlash on social media uh, for people upset that there wasn't a Princess Leia figure. Because it makes no sense. Why wouldn't such an integral character to the original trilogy not be represented on the toy shelf in a Disney store? That, I mean, I don't understand (laughs) the idea behind that at all. It makes no sense. Uh, I just don't understand it, but people have made, uh, Disney, I don't know, see the air of their ways, but at least go back on their first announcement. And, uh, uh, they, they said the current assortment of Star Wars products at the Disney store launched earlier this year and is just the beginning of what is to come. This is a Disney spoke spokeswoman speaking to time. We're excited to be rolling out products in the coming months, including several items that will feature Princess Leia one of the most iconic characters in the Star Wars galaxy. See, they understand she's iconic, but they said, "Oh, no one's gonna, no one's gonna want to buy that figure. Why would anyone want to buy that? Because I don't know, girls don't like Star Wars. What kind of stupid statement is that? It makes no sense." Uh so just the fact that Disney would initially say we're not gonna make is any. Princess Leia figures or any merchandise catered towards fans of Princess Leia. Uh, it it shows, I don't know, a lack of insight to their fan base. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, honestly, it's a, it, it's a very confusing thing why they would ever do that. And so I'm happy to see that they are going to be making Princess Leia figures, or uh, I'm not really sure uh, what it would be, uh, but at least merchandise out uh hopefully before the end of the year and you guys will be able to grab your hands on a princess leia figure in a disney store now a story that goes right along with that is one uh that came out this week uh, a story that was ran on the human rights campaign or hrc.org uh it is is about an elementary class that studied 600 lego sets 
and uh, they found some uh, some bad trends. I feel in their Lego sets catering more towards boys than girls, which is an idea we've addressed, I think, a couple times on the Major Spoilers podcast. Uh, we talked about Steven going down the toy aisle and seeing a lack of uh, of Lego sets, specifically not geared towards girls. Now, in 2012, they did start coming out with their Friends and Princess sets, but those, I feel like, don't address the, the different... Uh, well, uh, the favoritism towards boys over girls, because uh, they assume that all girls want to play with princesses and want all their pe- uh, bricks to be pink and purple. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but not all girls are the same, just like not all boys are the same. So this class studied 600 Lego sets, and uh, they, they looked at minifigs. And what they found throughout these sets, uh, and... Uh, this these 600 sets do not include the Friends and Princess sets that started releasing in 2012. These are just uh, uh, run-of-the-mill Lego sets. They found that 75% of the Lego minifigs were boys, 8 were robots, 5 were animals, and only 12% of the playable minifigs were girls. So I think that's, uh, I mean, not good. Um, why such a large jump? It would seem that Lego has the idea that only boys are playing with their sets, and that uh, they and that boys would only want to play with other boys' minifigures. Um, when when the class found out this information, they started a campaign to uh, let Lego know that they weren't very happy with this, even as fourth graders. Uh, and they started a diversity kind of campaign, and they started writing letters, which I think uh, did. Probably the most work uh, to grab the attention of Legos. Fourth graders um, wrote some down, down some of their ideas and sent them to Lego. Some of those being Lego needs more girls, change the box colors, have whole family be bowling, which I think is a I think is a great is a great point. I think a bowling set would be nice. Add girls and boys and ads all colored bricks. Have more fun, less blowing up everything. Have more races in Lego. And this came out of a uh, a program that was trying to teach uh, teachers how to deal um, w- with uh, I don't know like inherent sexism and stereotypes and gender stereotypes uh, to children. And this is what the teacher started uh, doing with their students. Uh, they actually ended up starting a website called What It Is Is Beautiful dot com with a with a with a play off one of the old uh, Lego uh, ad campaigns back uh, decades ago. Um, And so eventually Lego sent an official response to the classroom. And here's an excerpt of what they said. It It is true we currently have more male than female minifigures in our assortment. We completely agree that we need to be careful about the roles our female figures play. We need to make sure they're part of the action and have exciting adventures and aren't just waiting to be rescued. Because they found that uh, if their females were included, most of them were just damsel in distress characters and not ones actually participating in the adventure or saving someone. They were the ones needing to be rescued most of the time. And Lego went on and said a, said a, lot, of, a lot of different things. Uh, 
some kind of trying to defend their point, uh, saying uh, we have a we have more than 450 different toys in the various themes, so everyone can choose what matches their building skills and links to their their passions and interests. Um, they also go on to say that and the Lego Movie features Wild Style as a main character. She's an awesome, inspiring character who's also one of the best builders around. Agreed, she was pretty awesome in that movie. So I think they need to build off that and continue to include more females in their sets. There's nothing wrong with that. Only good can come from it. Lego goes on to finish their letter saying, here at the Lego group, we've all, uh, we're also having many conversations about the topics you raised, so your comments will be shared with our marketing and development teams. After all, we want to inspire and develop the builders of tomorrow. That means both girls, boys and girls everywhere in the world. I also thought uh, interesting that they, they said they wanted to pick a yellow as minifig color because it wouldn't represent a specific ethnicity um, to not to, to distinguish out. But then say we do uh, pick certain colors if we are modeling a character off of an established character in a property, say Batman or Superman or uh, Wonder Woman or Spider-Man or anything like that, and they do deviate from the yellow regular skin tone. So I think it's an interesting article. There's a link down in the show notes. I think you can, you should definitely read uh, Lego's entire response and see what the kids have to say. I think they're the people that uh, matter almost the most in this because um, the more and more I think we hang out with children, especially in my life, and uh talk to people who have kids and i have younger siblings uh myself you find that uh it doesn't matter what color of bricks they are if a kid likes yellow they're gonna play with yellow things whether they're a boy or a girl they all have different interests so uh there's no reason to differentiate them in the marketing campaigns the only thing that is appeasing i feel like is the parents idea of Possibly what their kids should be playing with. I don't know. I would like, uh, would love to have your guys' thoughts about this. Head over to majorsballers.com. You can post your comments down on the podcast posting page. And we can have a conversation about uh, gender roles in the toy aisle. Which is something that has come up a, f- a fair amount of times, I feel like, on this show. And in other places on the Major Spoilers Network. So let's ramp up this show and let's talk about a project currently up on lego ideas marvel agents of shield got renewed for a second season a few months ago or a few weeks ago at least and uh it seemed to pick up a lot of steam towards the end when i feel like uh some some fans kind of fell off in the middle of the season feeling that it was too dull and boring wasn't actually going anywhere but i think captain america the winter soldier uh saved it and added interesting twist to agents of shield and now it'll be coming back in the fall and Seventh Bunny has designed a Lego set based off of Agents of Shield that I think might work well in the Marvel Lego universe. Now, this original set was posted on October 2nd, 2013, when Agents of Shield was kind of going through a slump. But now that the sign has been revitalized and I think interest of Agents of Shield has gained ground, I wouldn't be surprised if this this project gains a lot of support. Now, I w- if this does reach 10,000 supporters, I wouldn't I would not be surprised if it doesn't get picked up by Lego because I think they if Agents of Shield is going to go anywhere, they will work with Marvel exclusively to develop a Lego set based off of their ideas. 
Now, this is a, this, if this was came all in one set, it would be an amazing set because it includes minifigs of uh, uh, Agent Phil Coulson, Melinda May, Grant Ward, Leo Fitz, Gemma Simmons, and Sky. It includes three of the vehicles from S.H.I.E.L.D., including Agent Coulson's red Corvette, Agent May's black S.H.I.E.L.D. jet dubbed the Wasp, and Fitzsimmons' S.H.I.E.L.D. surveillance van with built-in lab and weapon safe. So a lot of, a lot of uh, builds if this was packed into one set. Uh, I don't believe we've actually seen anything approved through this Lego Ideas project that is more than one vehicle per set. So if this would get uh, approved, I think there would be some changes. I think uh, Sabbath Bunny, if they really wanted to create a great Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set, uh, might have just stuck with with the Wasp. And cool, the minifigs make a really nice Wasp build. Uh, you know, make it make it kind of big. You know, if you're talking about 500 to 1,000 pieces range, I think you had a real, I think that would be a really great shot of, of reaching 1,000 supporters and getting approved by LEGO Ideas. I think this is a good set. I think it's a good starting place. I think uh, the support for this project would show that a, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set would sell and could uh, uh, convince Marvel and LEGO Tour together to put together their own set that eventually would make it onto the store shelves. Uh, I mean, uh, just a lot of good add-ons in this set. So I think you should definitely go support Sabbath's Bunny uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set. I hope we can see uh, in the future in some form, because I think there's some great ideas there. I love all the minifigs included. Uh, three three uh, female minifigs in that set, if you're counting right there, pinging back on the last story. So I think a lot of good stuff from this. It has 2,128 supporters at the moment which earned an official Lego comment back in February saying, keeping the world safe from paranormal crime is no easy job, but S.H.I.E.L.D. has it covered. With this project, now the Lego world can be protected as well with a full team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Good luck as you fight fight your hard... Your, let me start over. Good luck as you fight your way towards 10,000 supporters. So click that link down in the show notes and show your support to Sabbath Bunny today. And that's it. We have reached the end of another episode. Head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can find this podcast posting page and give your thoughts on any of the news articles or items that discuss and find links to all that was in this show. While you're there, click on the Amazon.com link. It's going to take you to the website. It's not going to cost you any action to buy any items off your personal want list, but a little bit will come back to Major Spoilers to keep uh, allowing us to create more content for free for you week after week after week make sure to watch the want list over on youtube with a new episode every monday where steve and i will highlight three different products you can get a visual you can see our pretty faces you can see the products straight up on the screen don't miss that on mondays make sure to give us a rate and a comment on itunes and stitcher so we can jump up in those charts and more people can enjoy the want list and we'll just be one big want list happy family but that is it for this episode we will see you next time on the want list <laughs>